When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Visit us soon at our new State College location. This is the Blue White Breakdown, the premier podcast for all things Penn State football. Talk about culture, but it's something that should show up in every aspect of your program. It's the Blue White Breakdown, brought to you by Penn Live. Here are your hosts, Bob Flounders and David Jones. All right, Penn State fans, Dave Jones is rocking his Brett Bielema inspired Illinois jersey. Oh, this keeps happening. It's I swear it's just an accident, but it's true. Yeah. This is yeah. this is They're this is Beals. This is big enough for Big Beals too. I mean, this thing is. They are. They are. They are awesome. the new power in the Big Ten West. And yeah. uh, we could talk a little bit about that maybe a little later in the blue-white breakdown. But, Dave, James Franklin, Penn State, drubbed in Ann Arbor. They were throwing peanut butter and jelly sandwiches at the Wolverines in the tunnel at halftime, a sign of a frustrated team. And it only got worse in the second half, and it was a classic Penn State meltdown in Ann Arbor. Now, I, I, I wasn't there because of this flight snafu that I've documented, but I, I haven't talked to you. What was what was the what was the as as, uh, as what, what was the tenor of the play? You remember Nick Charles on CNN? You remember that Dude, guy? The, Fred the Hickman and Nick Charles. Yeah. 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 And he said he would say what the tenor of 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 the game. He, He's so, a little so, like Roy Firestone. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah very yeah. Roy Firestone. Roy, yeah. I really want to be. It was, yeah. you know, it wasn't super duper. You're right, Dave. It's, it wasn't super duper loud. Um, you know, Penn State wins the toss. They defer. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, calamity ensued. It was, it was literally from the first snap. They were just, they were mauled at scrimmage. I mean, it was, it was, I thought it was even worse than the final score indicated. And they just have no answer out in Ann Arbor, that 2020 game with no fans and, you know, Michigan was all beat up. I don't really know how much that counts. They, they cannot, Matt, they cannot handle Michigan and their power on the road. It, it was, it was something. And James, after the in his ninth year, James admits they're too small. And I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> See that? This is where we're going here. This is where yeah. I'm going. I mean, yeah. and he had me buying it. I don't know if you bought it or not, but around 2016, I think, is when we started seeing a lot of rule changes, the targeting, targeting rules, flags for that, uh, more, more um, very intense protection of ball carriers and quarterbacks. It, it became fashionable among not just James Franklin, but a lot of college football coaches that the game was going to become the Big 12. It was all going to be seven on seven. Defenses should be lighter and faster, and you'd see players like Shaka Tony, who probably should have been a linebacker, becoming a defensive end. You saw people like Jonathan Sutherland, who who definitely should be probably a DB, a safety, becoming a linebacker. 
And that's what they they have espoused for years now. And here we are. Did do do you think that was a that was a fallacy all along, or what? I think I think um, there was a little something to that, Dave. I I was thinking about that this week. You know, you James James Franklin has always coveted right speed and athleticism. You know, they're so proud of how they look out in the combine when they're the combine to a fault. To but, a fault, uh, right? Yeah. But you know what? As as well as he has recruited at some positions, he has never he has never been able to recruit big athletes, big five star athletes that are three hundred pounds that can move. Whether it's whether it's along the offensive line or those defensive tackles, right. you know, Brian Bressy, or I hope I pronounced that right, guys like that. And those are the guys in the big games against 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 you know the big teams that you need to have and they don't have them and that always shows up at least in in one game at least in one game a year and if they have to play at Michigan it's going to show up real big and when you think of those guys who do you think of you think of the SEC because yeah. they're all over the SEC and they're fairly rare in the Big 10 you get them at Ohio State certainly yeah. but About even it. even at Ohio State they've had years where they didn't really have them they they're they're, yeah. they're they're depending on other types of smaller types of quicker guys Michigan certainly has them now and never went away from it under Harbaugh yeah. because that's who he is. But, you know, that, that is an SEC type of ball player, and Penn State has never had him. And at scrimmage, they've kind of gotten by with guys who are undersized. But you've got, you've got a guy – I don't know if you went back and watched the tape, but the, the Edwards – the Donovan Edwards run that really busted it open, mm-hmm. they just wiped out the entire side. There was no one for I, I think I'm, I can't remember if Adisa Isaac was over there or who, but that's a perfect example of yeah. a defensive lineman who would never make it in the SEC. You agree with that? I, I'm not even sure he was on that side, but anyway, it was wiped out, wiped out, and Edwards just flew through through the hole. Yeah. There, there was no flank for him to to deal with. Yeah, if you look if you look at Penn State's starting defensive line, other than PJ Mustafer. You could you could say everyone is undersized, whether it's Nick Tarburton, whether it's Chop Robinson, whether it's Akeem Beeman, whether it's Adisa Isaac, you know, those guys are giving away significant weight. And Dave, what is compounding Penn State's problem now as the season unfurls? How do you like that word? Um is I would have used unfolds. I think it's it's a little little flamboyant, but go ahead. And a flag unfurl. <laughs> anyway, um I could I could unfurl the flag. I'd rather as just unfurl the flag. As the season unwinds, uh, yeah. Dave, they, uh, they cannot score now. So, you know, they can't get a lead. They can't, for, they can't force anyone to maybe do some things they don't want to do. There's no pressure on the other team. And, you know, if they're not going to protect the football or our Sean's, our Sean's not going to be accurate, this is exactly what happened last year. I mean, it, it literally is the exact same thing that happened last year. And I just wonder, honestly, as good as they looked early, they have not really played well since the first half of the Central Michigan game. They just haven't. They haven't looked like the same team that was at Auburn. Auburn was – but you talked about it after the Auburn game. They Manny Diaz did not fear that quarterback. He dared that quarterback to try and beat him. I think now teams are daring Sean Clifford to try and beat him, and they're ganging up on the running game, and Penn State can't do it. Yeah, they – the Big Ten is known for substandard quarterbacks after, after you get by about the top five, top six. By yeah. the way, Tommy DeVito is all yes. of a sudden like one of the elite quarterbacks. 
bad quarterbacks in the league. What He's are we going to do? What well. are we going to do if Bielema is the national coach of the year? What are we going to do about it? <laughs> well, stay away from the banquet table. What, That's what are you going to do about it, Dave? There's going to be a banquet. Uh, I will report back out actually from Los Angeles because I'm going to go to the national title game and I will be at that awards that awards presentation. Yeah. Yeah. So I will give you a full report on what happens there. He, if he, be, if he, he, he should be in a full sweat for that thing. So be careful. <laughs> He's going to be all lathered up, man. Don't get too close. <laughs> but anyway, we we you know we're talking about a couple of teams here. We we could get into which way do you want to go here? We could get into. I'm hearing a lot of fans talking about they should fire Franklin, get Matt Rule. But do, do people understand exactly what that contract? That that Sandy Barber signed him to entails. I mean, it's guaranteed money. It's not just it's not just a few million dollars. It's what the buyout? We're talking about nine years times seven million. That's sixty three million dollars if they did it in this calendar year, which is when you have to hire a, co- a coach. You got to hire him in December. You don't get the coach you want. So. Yeah. It's it, it, unless Terry Pagula and Ira Lubert and like five of their friends get together and chip in 60 million, 10, 10 million each, you know, that ain't going to happen. So so yeah. they're they are stuck with him. I want I just want to establish that yeah. unless there is some sort of donor consortium that nobody announces Glad. and it goes Glad. so sideways. Uh, I, I don't I, I don't think it can go yeah. sideways enough for that to happen. Glad. I mean, no one's just handing out 10 million dollar checks. Glad you brought it up. And also, Dave, I would add, I don't know. I think you heard the same thing I did. These guys, these 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 donors with deep pockets were not exactly consulted on this extension to begin with. No, so, I, no they, they weren't. They're like, hey, uh, you know what? I mean, if you're gonna if we're gonna buy them out, we would like a little say in the process. Or yeah, yeah, that. yeah. So I'm sure it's they're not, not happy about it. No, and I know for a fact they weren't because we know the same people and and I was I told you I was informed that he'd had that contract on his desk for three weeks. I didn't print it because when I ran it by the guys who know the chieftains, the yeah. the, the giant donors, they said, absolutely not. That is never going to happen. We're never going to sign him to a set 10 year contract. Well, then three weeks later, it was it happened. So they that means they were completely blindsided. And, and they were pissed. And and. You know, are you going to throw a life raft to a program that did that to you? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so anyway, it's a, well, a good point. So yeah, the, the, it's not like there's just like a one lump sum buyout that that's going to like just pay it up front and then bring no. in whoever they want. But yeah, it's I just um, they, I I just think that you know Sean Clifford just it's I don't understand the res the resolute. Uh, you know the words behind, you know that that's sending the wrong message to to even consider something because he just has not played well. He hasn't played well, and the better the, the better the defense, the chances are the he's just not, and Minnesota is going to have trouble scoring on Saturday, even though they're going to be able to run the ball. But they could play some defense, and this could be one of those games where if if you need to play in the fourth quarter, does Penn State have the right guy at quarterback? Yeah, it's going to be – we could see backup quarterbacks on both sides by the end uh, or maybe at the beginning. Um, Tanner Morgan, I don't know if anyone saw or heard, but he took a freak 
hit at the end, and he was be- he was getting beaten around by Ryan Walters' defense. Yeah. I'm telling you, I, I'm watching this tape of Minnesota at Illinois, yeah. and I know I'm watching it for Minnesota because Penn State's not going to play Illinois. But I keep yeah. noticing Illinois guys, you know, yeah. Isaiah Williams, and and of course, you know, uh, Chase the, Brown. Well, Chase Brown, who's leading the nation in in rushing with over, the only guy with over a thousand yards. Uh, and he's like 170 yards ahead of Blake Corum, who's number two nationally. And and even Tommy DeVito uh, on on offense, who was, you know, a throwaway at Syracuse. He was a washout, basically, uh, is playing really well. He might be like the fourth or fifth best quarterback in the league at this point. And I'm not really noticing anyone with Minnesota except Mo Ibrahim, who yeah. is their only weapon right now. I mean, this used to be a terrific uh, receiving core three years ago. Penn State fans remember the 31-26 game where they went in there and they had arguably the best it's receiving three. core in the country three with Rashad lives. Bateman, who's who's now uh, – where's where's Bateman? Where's he? The Ravens, right? Yeah. Um, Tyler Johnson. Um, Tyler Johnson, who is, I think, with the Texans now. He got cut by the yeah. uh, Buccaneers. But while he was with the Buccaneers, Brady loved him. And Chris Hotman-Bell, who's injured. They're all gone. There, yeah. None of them are, are around now. And Tanner Morgan, I think that the run-pass option offense that Kirk Schrock runs, it's dependent on all the different components being yeah. available in a threat, yeah. or it just doesn't work. You, it, it's based on picking the right uh, option, and if some options just aren't working, it, it doesn't work. So in this game, Morgan not only was was beat up and took a hellacious hit on his interception eight minutes into the game. He was, he was really rocked. I don't think, I think he was fuzzy up uh, after that. And then he got another hit uh, in the middle of the fourth quarter where he was scrambling and one of the Illinois players was trying to knock away the ball and ended up giving him like a George Atkinson forearm Jackson, shiver across yeah. the helmet. And he, he was like totally woozy, totally out of it. They got him into the tent and then took him. They had to cart him directly cool. to the uh, locker room. He spent a few hours in the hospital. So, you know, Pep Boy is talking about how he might be available. But, uh, you know, I talked to some guys in Minneapolis and they don't believe it because. Hard no. Hard no. Yeah. PJ Fleck is known for trying misdirection plays on who's available. Gamesmanship. That's they all don't, then they don't play. Um, I think there should be an investigation of Tanner Morgan plays in this game based on, on what you saw on that tape. Right. So they've got a Greek kid from the south side of Chicago, which I've heard is the baddest part of town, um, named Ethan <laughs> Calicmanis. Ethan Calicmanis, I think I'm pretty sure. How do you, how do you know he's Greek, Dave? How do you know he's Greek? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know some Greek restaurant owners all like uh, all over Harrisburg, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. He's big kid, and it was a, a top recruit, four star recruit. Yeah. Um, so he's looked at as the future of Minnesota uh, quarterbacking because Morgan's been there like as long as Clifford. We might see him, and of course, we might see uh, Drew Aller. But I don't know. What do you think? Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Have questions? 
Visit us at cureleaf.com or stop in to see us at any of our locations, including our new State College Dispensary, located at 1248 South Atherton Street. Let's talk medical marijuana and let our confidence become yours. Well, I'll tell you what I think is revealing is um, the line is now down to four. I uh, That surprises me a little. I, 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 I'm with you. I don't. I don't know how Tanner Morgan's going to play in this game. And if, if they have to go on the road with a backup quarterback. Now, I say this almost one year to the day after Bielema and Illinois came in yes. and just whacked them. Just and you're thinking, of that, you're thinking of that game, aren't you? you know? yes. uh, if you're Kirk Scirocco, why wouldn't you just watch the tape of that game and try and do the same thing? Run the ball, run the ball. You've got a, you've got a primo running back yeah. who is the one component of that offense that's a threat. Your wideouts can't catch the ball. I mean, they haven't had any dependable wideouts there. Morgan, in the Illinois game, his stats, and he played like seven-eighths of the game until he got knocked out. <laughs> Let me see if I can remember this. Four of 12 for 21 yards passing. Yeah. That's what he did. Uh, yeah. So even with Morgan, they've only scored 24 points in the last two games total against yeah. two pretty good defenses. Purdue's defense is better than people think, especially yeah. their front. And they have really been rocked and knocked around. Why wouldn't you just run the ball with Mo Ibrahim and, and see yeah. if you can shorten the game, keep the ball? Because he's really good. He's the one component yeah. they got that's really good. So, yeah, the line the line is four. It opened at five and a half. So all the money is on Minnesota as we talk. The other thing, Dave, I wanted to bring I, – I, I just feel like we got to bring it up. Um, and I feel like we're, we're ganging up on him. But I, my sense is – because it, it happened, it happened late in the Northwestern game. If if Sean starts slowly, it's that atmosphere is. It, I just think it could get a little uncomfortable. I really do, and I just hope I, you know, hopefully it won't. But I think they're ready. I think these guys are about ready. They've had enough. The fans. Yeah, and can you can you think of a whiteout game that was more ill suited to be a whiteout game than this? <laughs> no. Whiteouts are usually this slow build to a big celebration, and sometimes they win, sometimes they lose. They're usually against Ohio State, but TV's running everything now. And Mm -hmm. Fox made the Ohio State game a noon start. Big noon. Big big noon. Yeah, yeah. Like like anybody wants to watch Urban Meyer some more. Um, Is that unwatchable or what? It's just I I refuse to watch. Oh my god! I'm never going to watch that. I just (laughs) it's on that show. I'm just no. It's a hard no. Yeah, he came on with sunglasses on Saturday. I was uh, hard to hard to deal with. Anyway, they're running this thing, and that's why this is this basically why this is the whiteout, and Ohio State isn't. But this just doesn't feel like a whiteout, man. This this I'm with you. It could get ugly if it turns. Turns sideways too too quickly. Yeah, the longer the longer Minnesota hangs around, and the lower the score. I mean, I'm, you look at the numbers of Penn State's offense, and I'm not I'm not just talking about Sean. He's played a role in it. Mike Yersich, man, I'm, it's this will be his twentieth game. This offense statistically looks an awful lot now like last year's offense, and you just don't see any progress. Parker Washington doesn't have a touchdown. They can't get him the ball. When they do try some chunk plays, either Sean overthrows them or it's a weird call. Or I, I just I don't see a lot of development going on on this offense, and uh, they have a huge problem I think at right tackle with Caden Wallace. He he did not play well I thought again at Michigan, and you know Michigan 
Minnesota is a big team. They have a big offensive line. They have a talented center. They have a tight end that's like 6'11". Uh, and, uh, <laughs> I think you're exaggerating, Bob. I think he's six seven. They list him at six seven, and I know he's pretty highly ranked. They just have the kind of components that, if Penn State doesn't play a, key, a, 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 a clean game, I mean, they couldn't put Northwestern away. Northwestern actually, that was that game seventeen seven, and they Penn State had to make a goal line stand, or it might have been seventeen fourteen. And, and let me tell you, that is the worst team in the league. There's no right. question about it. That is a that is a bad team. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're, they can't even keep their recruits now. I mean, they yeah. had, they've actually had the fourth-rated recruiting class for 2023 of commits. Yeah. And one of those guys said, uh, "See ya." I guess God told him to decommit. So he said <laughs> he's <laughs> in a tweet he put out on Sunday. It's it's really bad there. So yeah, against, that's a pretty you good go gauge. God, Dave. You can't go against huh? God. You can't you, go against a pretty, God. Pretty good gauge of where Penn State is the last two games. Yeah. yeah, it does feel like going into Illinois last year, except no one dreamed that could happen, and then it did. Yeah, I and don't was- think that Ryan Walters has really built something with, with Illinois' defense, and I don't think Minnesota is in that sort of uh, condition where they can they can dominate this game with the defense. They'll have to do it with Mo Ibrahim, and he's a really good back. So if if Penn State's front is as beat up and bruised up as they looked at the end of Michigan. Yeah. That's the way to go. That's the way to go for Kirk Shiraka. Forget the RPO. It's yeah. just there's no options. There's one option. And give it to give it to Big Mo and let him go to work. Dave, just remember after after Illinois beat uh Penn State last year nine overtimes, I'm almost positive they lost at home to Rutgers the next week. So that was not that special of an Illinois team last year that did it to Penn State. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean They lost to Rutgers at the home. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at Rutgers? You know, yeah, I am. I am like, a little bit. Rutgers defense this year is pretty good. I'm sure you haven't watched them, but they're they're can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see it offense, in a couple of weeks. Their offense is pathetic, but their defense is pretty legit. And okay. I don't think any game at this point for Penn State is is a tap in. Uh, it's I just shaping can't up. Believe we're back to the exact same. Space. I know. We're I know. Back. I know. Is this 2021? What is going on? <laughs> this, what what does this make you think of? It's cold out there. It's cold out there, <laughs> and it is cold out there. It's Groundhog Day, man. Uh, yeah, it's Groundhog Day. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I I don't know, Dave. Do you to if you're if you're if you're Penn State, what what is what are the one or two things they have to hang their hats on if they want to win this game? What what they what do don't you have anything except the way I look at it is they ran so few plays. Uh, right. in, in that game, that maybe their offensive line can block for the backs, and sh- I would I would go that route. You know, the, the other thing that people never talk about uh, the the inertia of this offense, which hasn't been that bad actually statistically. They're they're up several notches from last year, or at least they were until this last game. Is that they don't have anybody who can can cut the top off the defense, yeah. man. Mitchell Tinsley is a possession receiver, and he's played very well. Yeah. Uh, but Parker Washington, same kind of guy, slot receiver. And outside of that, they don't have guys who are very dependable. Right. Uh, Kandre Lambert-Smith has been dinged up, and he hasn't played very well. And who, well, who, is, who is a threat? Who's in a guy you absolutely have to account for that yeah. scares you in the, in the receiving core? Nobody. 
Yeah. So, and, and when they do scheme something open down the field, Sean misses. Like it's, I hate to keep going back, you, but you just can't miss open receivers when, when they have a step and it's going to be a big play. You know, it, there's, it's been too, he was, he, I mean, last, last Saturday, you know, you look at the completion percentage he's down to 59%. He was less than 50% against Michigan. And there were some open throws in that game, but it's just, I don't know. It, it should have been a lot worse than 41 to 17. I mean, it was not a 41 17 game. It was like a 55 to 10 game. It was every you, bit. Could you believe with three minutes gone in the second half, they yeah. were ahead? Yeah. They yeah. were ahead. Have yeah. you ever seen a game that incongruous with the score in yeah. your life ever? Because yeah. I can't even think of a game comparable to it. Yeah. And then, you know what? Give, I give Michigan, they just stayed, they didn't panic at all. You know what? They just, they I just, knew. Uh, they just went with what they want, were going to do. And it, and it, Penn State, Penn State's defense was on the field for 50 snaps in the first half. And they just, they didn't have their legs. They didn't have their arms. They didn't have anything. They were getting, <laughs> they were getting wiped out, wiped out at scrimmage. And they were hanging in there. They were hanging in there the first two quarters the best they could. But when you go up against 50 snaps in the first half, yeah. that's going to happen. And I, I, I'm pretty sure no one knows except the guys in at scrimmage. But I'm pretty sure Michigan very early on in that game, got the feeling of we're going to, you know, matter of time. They, they get a bully ball feeling about them. We can dominate this guy, these guys. Yeah. And I don't know that that didn't have like the complete dynamic over, over the entire game, that, 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 that whole feeling. And all of a sudden you're in a, a stage where Penn State's only lost one game. They've lost one game. They're going to be favored in this game. Yeah. Aren't they going to be favored in every game except for Ohio State? Probably. I would imagine. Maryland, that should Maryland's, be at, Maryland's at home, and they just lost their quarterback for a couple weeks. I don't know if, if Tunga Valoa will play against Penn State That's because that's a few weeks off. But, I mean, who, who, who are they not going to be favored over? You got at Indiana and at Rutgers or the, the other two road trips. Michigan State at home. This yeah. is – this is on paper a ten and two team. Yeah. It, the only question is if James Franklin and his staff can get their heads right because when you get demoralized like that, yeah. like that, you've got to want to play the rest of the season, or things can go really, really wrong. Yeah. I mean, the wheels can come off. So this game is vitally important in a completely different way than the one. You know, he's referenced already the 2016 Minnesota game after they got clocked at Michigan by 39 points. Yeah. Well, this is a completely different situation because the East is not available to them. That's very clear. Uh, Minnesota is kind of on a downside. They're, they're, they're not a big threat. All you need to do is get your own guys together and you can win this game. Can they? Uh, because if they lose this game, everything can come apart. I thought it was kind of – I was talking to some guys after the Franklin press conference. I thought it was interesting that he – maybe you don't – so Mike Gesicki was the guy who, who got his spirits up after the uh, – with his text about 2016 and 49-10. After they get physically manhandled, maybe the least imposing physical player on Penn State's team in 2016 tried to get them all excited. I thought that was pretty – I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> well, 
He can. He's like feeling pretty good. Receiver, a great player, but he never really blocked anyone. At, in, in <laughs> he's feeling pretty good about himself. I, I imagine about now he's making. Yeah, making and some he, coins. He's, he had yeah. a great career, but when you think of Mike, you don't necessarily think of physical football. Well, I don't know. Yeah, Minnesota is in the same kind of spiritual condition yeah. as Penn State is. They have lost two games, both in the division. I mean, their chances of they were they were the dark horse pick by a lot of people. <clears throat> yeah, I know around the league to win the division, and yeah. now that looks unavailable to them. You lose yeah. to both Purdue and Illinois back to back. You ain't winning the division. So, what is their season? I mean, PJ Fleck and James Franklin have very similar jobs this week, and it's going to be a referendum on who's a better. You know, Franklin is supposed to be a psychologist. A psychology major. Well, man, this these, these are a couple of these are a couple of guys who use words all the time. They talk a good game. They always win the press conference. Well, this is when they got to do it with their own players because these two teams right now don't have a heck of a lot to play for, and it's only going to get worse as the season goes on. Who really wants to play? And that's what this game is about, Dave. Do you believe in karma, and is there a chance Penn State just might get shiraka because of what happened after the 2020 season? No, because I don't think his, his, his RPO offense is available to him. I mean, it, it's a good thought, but the, the, the receivers aren't very good. Um, they, they, Tanner Morgan, we don't even know if he's going to be available. They might run a completely different offense with the, the Greek kid. From the south side of Chicago, it's the baddest part of. Um, I one time I, one time I heard bad bad Leroy audience. One time I heard bad bad Leroy Brown done by Guy Lombardo and his Royal Canadians during the <laughs> during the New Year's Eve celebration, and I'll never forget it. Here's the guy. The guy's singing it. The guy's singing it. It's like 1972, and he goes, "It's the baddest part of town." <laughs> it's kind of bouncy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know if the Greek kid. I got to say yeah. his name again. We're. Gonna, I think we're going to see him because I don't, don't think Morgan. Don't hurt yourself, huh? Dave. This is, it's a tough pronunciation, man. Calic Manis, Ethan Calic Manis, six four two zero five, was Phil Steele's number twenty seven rated mm-hmm. uh, quarterback in the whole country. He's got to be pretty good. All right, uh, I like it. So we'll we'll see if he. We might see if he's the better backup quarterback. And Drew Aller. The, the other thing, when I when I think of Drew Aller playing now, wouldn't you be constantly looking to your right if you're Drew Aller? Yes. <laughs> you go yes. back to plus? Yeah. And, yeah, and well, Bob, he's, he's not his life against Michigan in the second half. That was he, is, he is not mobile. He is yeah. not. He is I mean, not he's, they can't run oh. the same offense because he's he's a lot more like Big Ben. That's what he's supposed to Steve be. Bartowski. Steve yeah. Bartowski. I mean, like they that. better not try to make him uh he ain't Trace McSorley, that's for sure. So the, the longer this, this tenure of Franklin goes on, the more I think how much this was camouflaged by Saquon Barkley and yeah. Trace McSorley, sure. both who were magicians, Houdinis, at getting out of trouble as soon as they got the ball. I mean, how much of it was camouflaged in 2016 and 2017? And and then when they left and they were gone and it's 2019, and, and now 2019 is the best case for for this team. Yeah. So uh, 
What's your pick, buddy? What do you got? I mean, I had a hard time picking this game. Yeah, I haven't written it yet, but man, I think it's a pick em. I do. It, is, it's down to three and a half. Is that what you said? It's down to four. We're taping this on Wednesday afternoon. It's, it was, yeah, five and a half. It was back to five yesterday. Now it's right at four. Uh, I'll pick Penn State 22 to 21. <laughs> <laughs> you and your scores. You and your weird scores. Um, yeah, I don't know, Dave. I just think that uh, there's the real Penn State, Penn State should not lose this game because given what, given what Minnesota's dealing with, but it's, it, you're, it does not feel like the crowd is behind this team right now. If they start slow – Minnesota can do one thing, I think, pretty well. And if they fall behind and the crowd gets restless, uh, I mean, I, I'll, I'll, I can believe anything, Dave, after what I saw Illinois do last year. I Honestly, I can. Nothing would surprise me. I picked it 20-13 to 13 Penn State, but it was a very, very shaky call. I think, I, I think both teams are going to really have a, a tough time scoring. Yeah, I think this comes down to motivation. It really does. It's almost like it's November early. As far as what college football has become, where guys start opting out of the bowl games and no one really takes, you got to, it feels like a couple of seven and five teams at the end of the season. Yeah. And that's what they both <laughs> might become. Uh, I, I, I think I'm afraid college football is more and more going to become this, yeah. especially with teams with higher expectations than what they achieve by Halloween. Guys are, if they're, they haven't opted out physically, they've opted out emotionally. Yeah. And I understand it, man. As James would say, I get it. I get it. Uh, obviously, uh, this, this is a game about the coaches, and we'll see yes. which, which guy can get his, his players up. Dave, I'll just close with this. Where else would we rather be at 2.30 in the morning than in the parking <laughs> lot unable to get home? Is, is Richie bringing that square pizza from Cold Country? <laughs> That's what I want to know. And how many how many beers are you going to have in the parking lot before you before Joe Joe drives you home or Pickle or whoever drives you home? Who drives you home? You don't drive, do you? Usually I drive. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can hold and, it together until Sunday morning. Come on. <laughs> and Pickle Pickle works, and you drive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you um, know, Gross Mike Gross drives or Mike 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 Gross drives me home. Yeah. And we've started calling it Driving Miss Davy. Because, you know, I always have requirements, you know. And it's, you are a diva. So you it's are definitely a diva. In here. Yeah. It's drafty in here, Mike. Now I start messing with the air conditioning. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. And uh, we'll see you from – we're going to do a video, and we will be weary. We will be bleary, but we will do the video uh, from Beaver State. So see you guys later. This has been the Blue White Breakdown, brought to you by Live. <laughs>